Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the Church RC or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thechurchrc.com. Or we'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app, available for free wherever you download your apps. Now here's Pastor Brian Sparks. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 through 26. It says this, So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Come on, turn to somebody and just say, I'm concerned for you. I'm concerned for you. Come on. If one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Amen? If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, If We. If We. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak into the lives and the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. If we, you know, um, we, we live out in the country, and so on my drive home, I am always scanning the fields looking for wildlife. Anybody else do that? I'm, I mean, during deer season, it's especially bad, but, but I'm always looking for, for deer or whatever, th- whatever things are, are just out in the field. And I'm always pointing them out to Crystal. It's amazing how I can't find anything in the fridge, but I can spot a deer 600 yards away. And I'll be like, hey, there's a deer over in that tree line. And she's always like, what? I don't see it. I'm like, well, don't blame me. I can't find anything in the fridge, but amen. Hey, that's a little trick, guys. This is a free relationship advice. If, if guys see are, are hunter-gatherers, so they see far off. That's the way God made you. So if you can't find something in the fridge, take three steps back and just look. And all of a sudden, boop, there's the sour cream. That's free word right there. That's a free word. So, uh, but anyways, I'm always scanning the fields. I'm always looking uh, for for just different wildlife. And there, there's a there's a particular field uh, right as I start my commute home. And there's uh, I, I, one day I was looking over and I noticed that there was a doe, a deer, a female deer. <laughs> Sorry, just flows out. Just flows out. Saw it out there in the field, right? And, and but she's with a bunch of cows. Which is kind of strange because usually, I mean, even though deer and cows will be in the same field, normally they're not together. They don't cohabitate. That's just the way it works. And, and I thought, well, that's kind of strange. And the next day I drove by and I noticed that same deer with those cows. And then the next day I drove by, I noticed the cows were laid down and the deer was laid down beside them. Wow. It was then that I realized that that deer had adopted those cows as her family. At some point, she found herself alone. At some point, she found herself all by herself. And it didn't take her long as a deer to figure out that we is always better than me. 
we is better than me, right? And that's the truth. That goes across to a church. That's, that's what's so amazing about the church. It's not a building. It's a bunch of people with different backgrounds, with different ideas, with different thoughts, and all of these different things coming together because we is better than me. That's, that's, church isn't something that man created. It's something that God created. It's something that God set up and he said, you know what? I think it's so important for you to get together because there's something powerful when we get together and we worship a living God together. Well, brother, I don't believe in organized religion. Well, you don't believe in what God set up. I don't believe in getting together. I worship God under a tree. No, you worship by yourself under a tree. You're, you're, you're just out there. You can worship God anywhere, but there's something that happens when we get together and we begin to worship and we begin to lift up. You know, that's what's amazing about church is we encourage one another. We cheer each other on. We say, you're gonna make it. You're gonna do it. Here's what's incredible is that there's so many people in here that are going through the exact same thing that you're going through. And the enemy would like you to believe that you're all by yourself, that you're the only one with that issue, that you're the only one that that way. You're the only one that makes those kind of mistakes. You're the only one that yells at your kids. You're the only one that does that thing. And here's the thing is that every one of us are jacked up, but we're jacked up together. We is better than me. Something happens when we come together, even though sometimes I don't agree with you. We is better than me. Even though you get on my nerves. We is better than me, even though you were sitting in my seat when I walked in. <laughs> we is better than me. Come on, this is good. Even though we don't come from the same background, we is better than me. Yeah. Right? Even though you voted for Donald Trump and I didn't, we is better than me. Even though you did, you know, you know what I'm saying? You got to understand, even though you're a Republican, we is better than me. Even though you're a Democrat, we is better than me. It doesn't matter. There's something powerful about people coming in. That's the thing about church. I don't want a church that looks just like me. I want a church with all kinds of different races and backgrounds and, and come on, socioeconomic. That's the what I want. I want all of these people coming together and worshiping God because to me, that's what the church looks like. If you want a church that looks exactly like you and worships exactly like you, you're going to be disappointed with heaven. Because yeah. heaven's going to be, I mean, it's going to be people, we're going, we're going to be singing all kinds of different songs and it's going to be awesome and it's going to be amazing. But that's what church is. We is better than me. Deuteronomy 32, 30 says, if one can put a thousand to flight, then two can put 10,000 to flight. See, here's what's amazing. Every time we get together, God multiplies our effectiveness. Wow. Come on. Come on. So good. You might be good on your own, John, you're good on your own, but you're 10 times better because of the person sitting next to you. Come on, just tell three people, I'm 10 times better because of you. Come on, you need to tell somebody that anyway. I'm 10 times better because of you. We're better together. Come on. We're stronger together, right? That's, that's if we, God, God wants us to get together. I love this fast because one thing about a 21-day fast is it, it, it unifies a church. Come 
I know that, man, it frustrates you and you go, man, I'm, I'm hungry or I want to get on Facebook or all these, whatever it is that you're fasting, I, man, I just want a chocolate bar. Whatever it is, I had somebody say, I want coffee so bad. And I'm like, well, you need coffee. But, but here's the thing is, it, it doesn't matter. It unifies us as a church because I know we is better than me. I grew up uh, reading about and hearing about and even watching uh, Neil Armstrong's land on the moon, right? How many of y'all seen that? Come on, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, right? We've all heard that. But most of us don't realize or even know that it took almost 400,000 people to make that happen. 400,000 people. We only read about Neil Armstrong. We only talk about him really in history books, but the truth is it took so many people to make that one thing happen. People like Steve Bells, who was a mission controller. Jack Garman, who had memorized every alarm code so that he would know how to fix and repair if there was an alarm. Robert Carlton, who was in charge of fuel consumption and could tell how much we need and how much, if we don't do this, we're not gonna get there. How about Eleanor Foraker, who, who helped sew the spaceship, uh, I mean, the spacesuit uh, together. And she said this, when I was watching him jump on the moon, I was saying, Lord, let my seams hold together. Those people we don't read about, but here's the thing is you don't get to the moon by yourself. And I'm telling you right now, church, God says this, you really want to get to your destiny? You really want to fulfill all that I have for you? You really want to do what I've called you to do on this earth? You really want to see all your dreams come true? We is better than me. Takes 93 people to run a Sunday service. 93 people to make all of this happen. We don't just show up and it happened. It takes 93 people to make this happen. People that you probably don't know about. People like Tim Thurston. Come on, you, don't, you, you might not hear it. He's just there. He's, he's making a difference. How about Angelica and Christian Plata? How about Michelle Caldwell? All of these people that are working behind the scenes to make uh, uh, every Sunday happen and make it happen in an amazing way way all the the reason why they do it is not because they have more free time than you they're looking for a hobby no they know we is better than me and when i serve i'm making a difference in other people's life i'm helping somebody get to eternity not one part one person can't get to the moon by themselves let me tell you this i don't get people to jesus by myself it's everybody working together to make this thing happen so that people can have an encounter with a living god we is better than me That's not the only reason they serve, though. The reason why we serve, the reason why we do what we do is because Jesus is who he is. The other day I was uh, walking with some friends, and uh, we had our kids, and uh, we're just hanging out, and uh, these friends had a four-year-old daughter. She's so cute. And uh, she's walking along, and all of a sudden, she stops and she leans over and she spits. 
I thought, ah, kids are kids, you know, right? Kids are just kids. And, uh, and I, you know, and then we went along a little bit longer and guess what? She leaned over again and she spit. And I thought, well, that's strange. Until I watched the dad and he was walking along and every now and then he would lean over and he'd spit. See, what had happened was At some point, this little girl said, I've been watching the father, and I guess we spit. That's what we do. We're a spitting family. That's what we do, right? I was watching the father. Here's the thing. Why do we serve? Because I was watching the father, and he serves. So I guess that's what we do. Why are you generous? Well, I was watching the Father, and for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Come on, that's what we do. Why are you kind to people that don't deserve for you to be kind to? I was watching the Father, and while I was still in sin, he loved me. While I was still messed up, he, he forgave me, and he loved me. I guess that's what we do. See, that's the thing. We do what we do because he is who he is. Jesus is loving, so we're loving. Jesus is gracious, so we're gracious. Jesus is forgiving, so we're forgiving. Huh? Jesus is generous, so we're generous. I guess that's what we do. We do what we do because Jesus is who he is. You know, several months ago, I was, I walked into the office and there was a debate going on and uh, it wasn't serious or anything like that, but what they were debating, it was actually uh, Crystal Figueroa was telling everybody that the carpet was blue (laughs) and everybody else was saying, no, 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 no. The carpet is green. The carpet is green, right? But Crystal was saying the carpet is blue and she kept arguing the same point. No, you don't understand. She goes, this changes everything. You don't understand. Like she, she's in charge of all of our graphics. She's in charge of doing all the design. She's like, no, you don't understand. This changes everything. If the carpet is green, then I'm messed up. There's something wrong with me. And we were like, well, there's something wrong with you. The carpet is green, right? Isn't it amazing how two people can see the same thing completely differently? And here's the thing is if you see something improperly, you will engage that thing improperly. You ever watch uh, YouTube videos and see people working out on workout equipment the wrong way? It's one of my favorite things, right? You see them, you see them doing that. Like you're, you're like, no, that's not, I don't even work out. And I know that that's not the way you're supposed to use a row machine. Come on. You, they, but they approached something or they viewed something improperly and that made them engage it improperly. And instead of asking somebody who knows, how do you work this machine? They would rather just do their own thing and act like it's gonna be okay. And here's the thing is that I think a lot of us are viewing the church improperly. Now I know this is a pastoral word, but the thing is, is that sometimes we view 
something that God set up improperly. And so we engage that thing improperly. We look at it and we go, well, this is the way I think it should be. And so I'm going to just treat it like that. But God says, no, that's not the way that I set it up. That's not the way that I created it. That's not the way I intended for it to be. And as a pastor, I want to make sure that we always view the church correctly. I want to make sure that we always view it the way that God has set it up. I want to make sure that it never becomes about us, just our four and no more, but it's always about reaching the lost and doing what God has called us to do. Let's view this thing properly. Let's look at it the way God has set it up. And so that way we can be as effective as God has created us to be. Amen? You ready? Got a few things for you and then I'm done. The first thing is, is you need to know that church is a family. It's not a business. Come on. It's good. Church is a family. It's not a business. But a lot of people view the church as a business. And that's why we church shop. Come on. Well, you know, I don't like the way they did this, or I don't like the way they did that, or I don't like this, or, you know, I really liked this church until the pastor preached on what the church is. Now I'm out. (laughs) Huh? We church shop. It's like, well, I like a little bit of this, and I like a little bit of that, and I like this, and I don't like that. And what happens is, is that we think that it's a business, but the truth is, is that God did not set the church up to be a business. He set it up to be a family. The other day, uh, 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 well, several years ago, me and my dad were driving and we decided to stop in and grab something to eat. And uh, I don't know if anybody else here is the same as me, but I am a huge fan of good customer service. If you're a fan of good customer service, don't ever go to Australia. Because I didn't know this, but they don't get tips there. And so when you walk in, you're an inconvenience. Because they're getting the paid, they're getting paid exactly the same regardless of if you're there or not. I can get the paid just leaning against the counter or I can get paid actually serving you. And that's the way it is. But, but, but uh, I'm a big fan of customer service. And here's the deal is that I don't make a, I don't make a scene. I don't, I don't send food back because I don't want you to spit in it. Right? I, I don't do any of those things. I just remember. And when I remember, I don't go back. Right? Anybody else like that or is it just me? Huh? I just remember and I don't go back. Well, me and my dad went to this restaurant and uh, we, it took us forever. We walked in. The place is like empty. That should have been our first clue. But the place is empty. And so we were like, okay, well, no big deal. This should be good. We'll be in and out. We're on a, we're on a road trip. We need to get to where we're going. So we walk in and we, it takes forever to get a seat. We finally get a seat and we sit down and we sit and we wait. And we wait and we wait. Finally, 15 minutes goes by and nobody asks us if we want anything to drink. Nobody's taking our order. Nobody said, hey, are you doing okay? None of those things happen in those 15 minutes. So you know what I did? I got up. I said, well, I just won't eat today. And I walked out of the the, the the, the restaurant, right? But here's the deal. Can you imagine if I approached my home that way? If I walked in from a long day, took a seat at the dinner table, 
sat there and waited. Start, come on, you know the things. <clears throat> and waited and waited. And finally, after 15 minutes, if I said, is somebody going to get me a drink of water? From the other room, my wife would yell, get it yourself. Huh? Why? Because it's a family. It's not a business. Come on. What if I walked in and they didn't serve me? So I just said, you know what? I guess I'm out. Get in the car, leave, never come back. Because they didn't serve me like I wanted to be served. They didn't do what I want. They didn't have the group that I wanted. They didn't have a recovery program. They didn't have what? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's not a business. It's a family. People go, what are you doing for the poor? What are you doing for the poor? That's what we have to look at. It's not a business. It's a family. I don't get up and walk out of my house because I don't get served the way I think I should get served. I I, I stay put. I understand that sometimes I'm just going to have to get up and get my own drink of water. I'm going to have to just get up and do it myself. And that's the way we have to understand the church is. It's a family. It's not a business. You look in the Bible and you'll see very quickly that God, the language God uses to describe the church and to talk about the church is a family talk. Yes. Come on. This is so good. Come on. He says, Jesus is my son. Yes. As God, I'm the father. Yes. When Paul's writing, in the, and you'll see the New Testament, when he's writing to churches, he says, brothers and sisters. He doesn't say employees. Brothers and sisters, because church is a family. It's not a business. It's not Burger King. Have it your way. I'm preaching to the choir because all y'all are awesome. I just want us to always look at it the right way. Because I think that's what happens a lot of times. Not that this is happening, but what happens is the enemy begins to twist our view of things. That's what happens a lot of times in religion is the enemy begins to twist and to, to distort what God has created. That's, that's what happened. You know, you, you've heard, I've used the illustration before, but talking about the stained glass windows, they used to face out and they used to preach the gospel message. But at some point, what they decided was all the people inside said, well, we don't get to see these beautiful works of art. So we're going to turn them inward so that we can see them and they became distorted to the people on the outside. That's what happens if church makes it about them and not about others. Church is a family. It's not a business. Second thing you need to know about church and families is families work together. Families work together. You know, my favorite holiday now that I'm grown is Thanksgiving. No pressure of buying presents. Thanksgiving has become the most amazing holiday because you get to eat, right? You get to see family. 
you laugh together, you catch up on, on how everything's going in each other's lives, you uh, take a nap, you watch football. Is there a greater holiday? Come on. And then after all of that, you eat some more. Because you just leave it out on the counter, right? You eat some more. And then you get done and everybody's happy and full and they feel loved and encouraged. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. It's just an amazing holiday. You know, if, if as a church, if we were gonna do Sundays like a holiday, I'd hope it'd be like Thanksgiving. Where people leave encouraged, and loved. We laugh together, we celebrate each other. I love Thanksgiving because it's just a holiday where it's about others, not about me. But in my family, at Thanksgiving, everybody gets a job. You might come from a family where one person does it all, and good for you. But I come from a family, and everybody gets a job. Everybody. The only, there's only two people that don't get a job in my family. The first person is children. I don't expect for them to do anything because they don't do anything. <laughs> the second person is guest. Right? If you're a guest, be our guest. You sit back. You put your feet up. Take it easy. No worries. We got it. You need anything to drink? Right? You're a guest. We take care of you. But everybody else in my family gets a job. My job is cooking the turkey. Now, I know some of y'all are like, man, you're an all-star. But here's the deal is that I don't particularly even like turkey. And I go out, what I do is I fry this turkey in an oilless fryer, right? And in my family, I bought this thing and my family, I did it one year and they decided that they love it. So that has become my job. Now, let me just say that I don't really like staying up late prepping the turkey. I don't like getting up an hour and a half before everybody else to put the turkey on. I don't like standing out in the cold by myself, 30 degree weather, watching a turkey cook. The truth is I'm not particularly passionate about turkey. If I never had it again, okay, right? But I love my family. And my family loves turkey. And because they love turkey, I, I, I go out and I do all of those things. I stay up late when they've gone to bed prepping the turkey. I get up early and I'm out there and I'm by myself and I'm cooking the turkey because I love my family. And everybody, I know that, that here's the thing, is that everybody in the family is doing their part to make that Thanksgiving the best Thanksgiving ever. And when we understand that families work together, it doesn't matter if you're passionate about it. Well, I'm not passionate about working in the kids' area. Does that really matter? I'm not passionate about turkey, but I love my family. I'm not passionate about setting up pop and drape. Nobody's passionate about setting up pop and drape. But I love my family. 
And I want every Sunday to be amazing. I want every Sunday when guests and kids and people come together and they worship Jesus and they have an encounter with a living God and their life is forever changed. That's my desire and that's my heart. Because families work together. Just work together to accomplish what God has called us to accomplish. It's not about a platform. It's not about a stage. It's about everyone doing their part to make that Thanksgiving or that Sunday amazing. You know what? Nobody really thanks me even for cooking the turkey. Sad day, right? I need a new family. When the turkey's gone, thanks enough. When people get saved, thanks enough. People have an encounter and their addiction is broken, thanks enough. When kids have an encounter with Jesus and their life and destiny is forever changed, that's thanks enough. Families work together. Nearly done. The last thing you need to know about church and families is that healthy families grow. Healthy families and healthy churches grow. Me and Crystal got married, and our first major holiday as a married couple was Thanksgiving. And my family is crazy. I love them, but man, it's just, it's just, it was absolutely insane how many people we have show up in fact we had, we have we had so many people that would come to thanksgiving that we had to stop meeting at a house because yeah. no house could hold us and we moved to my uncle's auction barn <laughs> right this huge auction barn we met in this big auction barn had tables set up and people, I mean, people are everywhere. Now, Crystal goes in and this is a new thing for her. And she walks up and she's like, holy smokes. This is a lot of people. Cause she came from a family where it was just like a few and we've got tons of people. We sit down and we're eating and she starts asking me, who is that? I'd be like, oh, that's uncle Ken. Okay. How are you related? I have no idea. <laughs> She's like, what? How is he your uncle? I don't know. He's just my uncle. He started showing up one day and we just put a name on him. Uncle Ken. Kind of like cousin Julie. I have no idea where she came from, but she just started showing up one day and we just called her cousin Julie, right? That's just what we do. And as we begin to go around the room, I realized I was not related to 80% of the people in that room. But healthy families grow. And one of the most important things that we could ever do as a church is to keep a healthy view of what God has created us to be. 
And if we do that, see, here's the thing is if we become consumed with growth, we won't grow. But if we can become consumed with health and understanding that we are a family and as a family, we are working together to accomplish the goal that God has put in each and every one of our lives. And God has put together as a church and that's to reach this city, to reach our community, to reach the nation, to reach the world for Jesus. We understand that. God will bring people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And there's no building that can hold all the people. But we must remember, church is a family. It's not a business. Families work together. Come on. And we is always better than me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, we just thank you for this church. Lord, the church isn't a building, doesn't have a particular name. It's people coming together from all different backgrounds to worship you. And Lord, we thank you Lord, that we'll always have the right view of what you've created. God, so that we, when we have the right view, we will engage that thing properly. And God, I pray that we would always understand and we'd always remember that church is a family. It's not a business. And God, that we is always better At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you'd like to contribute financially, you can go online to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com.